Hello everybody, this is Will Frazier. Welcome to History Made Up. On today's show, we have Don Lacombe from the Ford Peacock Avenue plant in Detroit, Michigan. All right, welcome to History Made Up. It's the informative improvised podcast. I'm your host, Will Frazier. Uh, what I do here, I travel around the country, I get local stories, and I find local improvisers to make some scenes up off of those stories. Uh, this is my first show here in Detroit. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, let's meet our improvisers. Bobby Bedard. Hello. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm good. Um, how long have you lived in the Detroit area? My entire life. Your entire life. Uh, do you so have, yeah, 36 years. Do you, did you have family members that worked at the motor company at the... Uh, not Ford, but um, my dad or was any. an engineer for Chrysler. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It really is ingrained yeah. here. Yeah. Um, how long was he at Chrysler? Uh, probably about 30 years. And he was an engineer there. Yeah. That's great. Uh, do you know anything about like the old history of the, of the place? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> did you ever, did you ever go <laughs> to any of these old plants as like field trips or anything when you were a kid growing up here? I have not, no. No, where did you go? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this is not working out, is it? No, no this is good. That means that's... Emily's you're gonna, next door. I'll get her. You're going to be fresh and good for, uh, for the improv. That's great. Mike Magyar. Hello. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Excellent. Uh, what about you? Are you from the area? Uh, I've lived here for 17 years. Before that, I lived in Romania. Oh, um, Wow. I currently work as an engineer at Chrysler, but I'm really? not Bobby's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's your day job? Yeah. That's awesome. That's that, my day job. Wow. This, okay, this is a little more ridiculous than I thought it would be. <laughs> like Motor City. All right. Yeah. Are we, I'm a, I don't even want to get ahead with our next guest. <laughs> yeah. But um, so what, uh, how old were you when you moved from Romania? Uh, I was 11 years old. And uh, we moved here uh, using the lottery visa program that uh, the Republicans are currently trying to shut down. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, uh, we're all very happy that well, you've uh, made it before that. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris Peterson. Yes. Hello, Chris. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm the CEO of Chrysler. <laughs> and, uh, also my dad. Also everyone's dad. So, yes. Uh, are you from the area here? I am not. I'm originally from uh, East Lansing, Michigan, in the middle oh. of the state, yeah. uh, where MSU is, yeah. Michigan State. Uh, I've been in the area for about four years. It's nice around here. It's very nice. I, I love it. I, I, I had been coming here quite a bit before then to do improv uh, when I was living in Ann Arbor, and uh, I love it. I, I really have embraced Detroit. It's a great, great place. Yeah, especially this little. Uh, we're in Ferndale, right, right outside of Detroit, and I, I've fallen in love with Ferndale. Like it's awesome around here. I've oh, been yeah, here for yeah. two days, and like everyone is so nice, and yeah. uh, the little downtown they have. And mm -hmm. I, there's a whole uh, another episode we're gonna do uh, with someone from the downtown development oh, office. Great. Oh, uh, so yeah, I, so I went and talked to them today, and. Because it's just like, it's so cool. It's a very cool So thing. I wanted to talk to someone yeah. like officially from the city. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, so. Nothing to do Dara, with the auto industry. Okay, good. Nothing to do with the auto industry. Now, <laughs> um, East Lansing, is, yes. that, is that too far for like a field trip where you would come and take? Yeah, Detroit was, okay. uh, uh, it would have been a very special trip. To okay. To Detroit, yeah. So have you ever been to any of these plants? To any of the plants? Yeah. No. No, I don't know. I can't say I have any of the museums or anything. Yes, like yes, yeah, museums yeah. definitely. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> As you'll find out now and in the interview, since this is the first time uh, we're meeting. Yes. Uh, I'm not a good interviewer. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> so this let's is. Go. A, we're gonna go. It's okay. sure. First walkout. Yeah. Saw the show. Yeah. No, uh, that's why I've. You're doing I've, great. You're doing great. I, t I hide it as a storytelling podcast. So when I go to the guests, I'm like, uh, "Can you tell me the story of this?" That way, I don't have to do any. I'm kind of showing your hand right now. You know that. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners. It's a running joke with the improvisers because you'll hear it on this one. Uh, okay. When they do say something and I do have a question, I'm a mumbling idiot. And so 
Okay. It's but it's fine. It's All fun. Right. <laughs> Michelle G. Orlando, <laughs> our last, our final improviser. Thanks so That's much right. for being here. Thanks. Uh, are you from Detroit? I am. I'm actually Bobby's mom. Uh, I had him when I was six months old. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> the whole fam. It was weird growing up. Baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I grew up, I grew up right a couple miles from here, and I bought a house a couple miles from there, and I, I have a very small circle. That's great. Yeah. And you uh, teach classes at the Go Comedy yes. Theater. Yes. Right? Yes. That's where all you guys are affiliated with the Go yep. Comedy Theater. Yep. Um, I'm Bobby's improv mom. He I was, yeah. I think, his first teacher. Yeah. Actually, yeah, my career. Yeah. These two are both my students. Oh, really? Yeah. See, yeah. that's great. See? Yeah. Now you got to do X. You got to got to show. Don't them make daddy are. angry. That's right. Well, it's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, now that we've met everybody, um, normally we do a little scene right here, but uh, old Don at the Ford plant. Well. Uh, this this is a very different uh, story than any others. Okay. So um, as you'll see, we're just normally like I do a little intro while I'm there, but I went in and I was and I asked, I did my normal spiel like, "Hi, I'm here to do this podcast. I get stories. Do you have someone that can tell me a story?" <laughs> and this guy just starts talking. <laughs> he just dives right in and <laughs> grabs me and starts taking me around. So I have to get my recorder out. <laughs> And I just, so we dive in and like, I don't even get like the setup. I don't even get to introduce him. I don't even know if you ever hear his full name on this thing. Cause I, I don't know if I get to do a proper he's introduction. He's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So it's, but it's great. It's great. There's full of, there's a lot of just like normal museum, like statistics and stuff. But in there, there's, there's, uh, there's like three or four just really interesting stories. So uh, let's dive right in. I want you to notice, this is a 1903 Ford Model A. This was the first production car for Ford. All right. It wasn't built here. It was built down a Mac, plant down in Mack Avenue. Over here is the first car that was built in this plant, 1904, the Model C. There was also a Model B, a Model F, a Model K, the Model N, R, and S all preceded the Model T. We can see here's, here's the C, here's an N, there's an S over there, which is the N, R, and S were basically the same chassis. But the thing I want you to notice is right-hand drive, right-hand drive, right-hand drive, right-hand drive. We get down to the Model T in 1909, and it's left-hand drive. Oh. What was the change? Well, that's interesting. We have nothing in writing from the Ford Motor Company that says why Henry Ford put the steering wheel on the left-hand side. But what we do have is in early 1950, uh, Ford Motor Company was getting ready to celebrate their 50th anniversary. Their history department came up with a brilliant idea of going out and finding as many people as possible that had worked in the original Ford plants, and including the Mack Avenue plant where the first car was, the Model A was built, this plant, Highland Park, all the uh, uh, facilities up in the Upper Peninsula where they had lumber companies up there. Um, anyhow, there were over two. They found over 200 people. Some of the transcripts from those were over 400 pages from those interviews. So from that, we got a pretty good idea of why Henry Ford decided to go to left-hand drive. It's because Henry Ford understood what any married man learns to understand is the value of the term yester. He put the steering wheel on the left-hand side because Clara Ford, his wife, told him to. Now, why should she care? Yeah. Okay. She didn't drive. You have to understand American roads and the cars at the time. If you're driving a right-hand drive car down the street in the United States and you go over to pull off to the side, to the sidewalk or the boardwalk, who gets to step out onto the boardwalk? 
the driver. The driver, the, the yeah, male. The male. So okay. the woman would be getting out into the busy street. I understand something. And we have actual data from the city of New York. On a given day in the city of New York, large animals deposited 2.1 million pounds of manure on the streets daily. So mom got to step into the 2.1 million pounds <laughs> and, the, and the guy stepped out out of the sidewalk. That's what Henry Ford was trying to change, what Clara was trying to change. Yep, that's okay. great. Yep. Well, little did he know that the invention of this thing would get rid of all that horse and weight, you know, yeah, eventually. Yeah, and, and actually, Henry Ford solved one of the most significant environmental problems of the 20th century. He got the animals off the streets. I mean, there were flies. It was terrible. Yeah. You know, disease, all kinds of things came from this. So, there, yeah, it was a huge environmental problem. And I understand New York had already done a study that's, that said we can only take so many people. You know, they were almost at maximum capacity because they couldn't handle all this. Yeah. And so that really saved, yeah. saved, saved the city. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a huge environmental problem, and uh, Henry Ford got the animals off the streets. Yeah. So what else? Um, so what here in the Piquette? This, we're in the Piquette. The Piquette, yeah. Piquette, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Piquette Avenue plant? Is yes. that the official title? Well, it's, it's uh, the Ford Piquette plant. Okay. Period, yeah. And um, when did it open? Um, it opened December 1st, 1904. So how many years before, like, how many years worth of those documents and, like, those workers were they searching for um, when they... I mean, they, were, they, they went all over the country and, uh, uh, I mean, all the different... Like, they talked to people that owned dealers, uh, people that knew the family, you know, from those times. Um, uh, upper, Henry Ford owned hundreds of thousands of... Uh, acres of forest in the Upper Peninsula because the the body on these cars was made out of this one, this is an 09, this was an all wood body. Wow. By 1923, down at the Highland Park plant, they were building a car every 24 seconds. That's a lot of wood. <laughs> yeah. Now the bodies, they went to a, a, a wood framed body with steel over the top of it uh, around 1913 early 1913, I think. Um, but uh, uh, then in 1926 on the touring cars, the high volume cars, they went to an all steel body. So they got rid of that, but yeah. So there were, there were Ford facilities up in the Upper Peninsula. Um, you know, they had uh, uh, sawmills and wood kilns and up there. So it wasn't just in Detroit, it was all no. over. Well, and, and by the mid 20s, there were 37 plants in the United States building Model Ts, assembling Model Ts. There was a huge plant across the river, and uh, uh, then it was Walkerville, now it's uh, part of Windsor, uh, that was making cars for Canada and for other crown colonies like India, South Africa. There was a plant in England, Manchester, England, building Model Ts. There was a plant in Spain, France, Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Australia, and Japan, all building the Model T. Would Henry Ford travel to set all these different places up? No, he, he had people that did that. I'm, and I mean, he traveled, like, but he didn't go all over the world yeah. with his stuff. It was, uh, they had a, yeah, a he, warehouse he had, yeah. managers to like, oh, yeah. this is how yeah, you and, set the assembly line the Canadian up. plant really started in 1903, um, and that was... Uh, mostly owned by a Canadian, okay, and then it just grew. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody in 1903, nobody knew that Ford was going to become, you know, that, ubiquitous. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and in fact, by by the early 20s, Fords represented over 50 percent of the production in the United States. Production period. Period. Automotive production. Oh, automotive production. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Uh, Don Lacombe? Yes. yes. Don Lacombe. All right. Thanks so much for uh, showing me around a little bit and telling okay. me those stories. That was so great. Okay. Well, <laughs> we've got some more, but yeah. Yeah. You got another one? Yeah. Well, let's go down to Henry's office. Yeah, of course. Tell me. I'll, I'll take well, it. Well, okay. Let's go over here. Yeah. The Ford Motor Company wasn't Henry Ford's first company, his first automobile company. His first automobile company was the Detroit Automobile Company. And that company lasted about 14 months, and uh, they went bankrupt. They had some problems with their, uh, with their cars, and they could not get the problems worked out before they ran out of money. Mm. So <clears throat> a while later, Henry Ford wins a big race out at Blue Ribbon Raceway in Gross Point, um, beats America's number one race driver, gets headlines all over the United States. This nobody beat America's number one race driver, got some more investors, started a second company called the Henry Ford Company. Okay. He was with that company a little over a year. And he got into an argument with his investors. We're not sure whether he got mad and quit or whether he got pushed out or probably a little bit of both. Um, but he left that company. When he left, he got $900 in cash as a uh, severance. Which was, that was a year's salary. That was pretty good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was over a year's salary. He got to keep the drawings of a race car he was working on that would eventually give him a lot more fame. And the company can no longer use his name. So the company did stay in existence and still is in existence today. However, uh, the name of that company is Cadillac Motors. What? Henry Ford actually designed the first Cadillac car. He did not design the engine for the car, but he designed the rest of the car. And founded the company. And originally founded the company, yes. And it's With now... his investors. Wow. And, and uh, the investors brought in a man by the name of Henry Leland, who was an excellent engineer, world-class machinist also, um, to take over the company. And they did what he did, what they wanted him to do that he did not want to do, is they started building high-priced luxury cars. Yeah, this is a beast. Yeah. Actually, it's in a the, really nice car. In, yeah. this, in the, just so the listeners can, in the rumor stand, there's just yeah. a rows of these old models, all the models he's been listing, and they're all sort of the same size, and then this Cadillac we're standing in front of yeah. is just a beast. It's a half a foot taller than any of the others, yeah. and a little bit wider. It's a it's a monster. But but it was it was it was a great car. Henry Leland was an expert machinist and Cadillac, uh, the, the big problem with auto manufacture back then was interchangeable parts. In other words, they could not machine parts accurately enough so that you could take one off the car, pull one out of a box, put it on and it would go, up, it would go on. You'd have to file and, oh, right. and, and uh, do stuff. Early cars, most of the cars were repaired by blacksmiths. There weren't dealers. Um, but Leland, because of his expertise um, and as uh, able to set up very precise machine. Now, these were expensive, low-volume cars. In 1908, there was a contest in Europe called the Dewar Trophy. It was in England. And it was, it was, it was very different, uh, but they were trying to drive in interchangeable parts. They knew that uh, uh, that was important for... Uh, to get the number of automobiles up. But you would, a company that wanted to compete would send three models of the same model to the Dewar people. The Dewar mechanics would take the cars completely apart, put all the parts in the center of the room stacked up so nobody knew which part came from which car. Oh. The, the, the uh, company mechanics, the automobile company mechanics, would come in, completely reassemble the three cars, the cars had to run when they were done, and they had to drive 250 miles, which was not trivial in, 19, in oh, 1908. Yeah. That's a long yeah. haul for that. And, yeah. and uh, the Cadillac was the first automobile in history to successfully complete the Dewar test. test. The being and they, they won it again the back. following year. Now, the, the, uh, but again, this was very low volume. Uh, very experienced machinists uh, um, making very precise parts. Henry Ford would 
successfully create interchangeable parts at the rate of one every 24 seconds, a car every 24 seconds. So that's, that, that was, I mean, Henry Ford did not invent the assembly line. He did not invent the moving assembly line. He invented the continuously moving assembly line, which meant the car started at one speed and it went all the way through the factory. Yeah, just getting at things added speed. to it, yeah. What that meant was you had a minute and a half to do your job. You know, you had to complete the job within that period of time. When that person went back and grabbed for a part and put it on there, it had to fit. There were no files allowed in the Ford Motor Company. No time. Yeah. No time to no, file no, anything no, no down. Fit. Yeah. So that's what Henry Ford was able to do. And not only did that part arrive at, the, at exactly the right time, that meant that it had to be manufactured. There was no warehouses. The part had to be manufactured so that one part came down at just the right time to do it. So that's what he was able to do. And wow. that's what today we turn mass production, which everything that we touch today practically was mass produced. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. a great story. And that all started in this building. This is, oh, this? the Model T was designed here. Okay, let's go upstairs. Oh, great. There's a kit that you could buy to convert your Model T. Oh, to a tractor. To a tractor. Yeah. And, and because the original, the 1908, production car, actually 1909 model, but started production in 1908, was $850. When they were building a car every 24 seconds, the price was $260. This room in the corner, 1907, Henry Ford decided to uh, replace, even though the Model N was the number one selling car in the United States. He had found this uh, new steel called vanadium steel, which was used in Europe, not used in the United States, which had allowed him to make a larger car, but he could still make it lightweight. So for the first time, you would have a very strong, reliable, practical sized car that could be used out in rural areas because there were no paved roads. Right. This is a room that Henry Ford had built uh, in the beginning of 1907 where he was going to take his top people, or a handful of his top people in, and uh, they were going to design this new car. This was called the secret room. This would have been all sealed off. Uh, there were no windows in here at all. Um, they would come in here in the, late in the afternoon and they would start talking. I can't see it because well, there was buildings over here. Uh, they didn't uh, change these windows because there, was there wasn't anybody around. I mean, this is the third floor. Didn't have to worry about drones back then. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so Henry would come in, he would, uh, that was a rocking chair that he used. All the time he was in here, and it was well over a year, uh, designing this car with his, with his top people, he never gave a direct order. He would start the conversation with, what if we did this, or what if we did that? So he made it open-ended so that everybody was involved. And one of the things is, if the boss tells you to do something, you go do it, even if it's a dumb idea. What, what, he, what he did, he would start the conversation with, uh, what if we do this, or what if we do that? The discussion would start. His chief designer, Joseph Galam, could visualize what Henry was saying, and, you know, make it an image, he'd walk over the chalkboard, start drawing it. So everybody else would start the discussion through the night or through the afternoon and the end of the evening, the part that they were designing would be developed. And Galan would, you know, keep adding lines, giving more and more definition. By the end of the night, they might have the whole part designed. Yeah. And one of the people that was in this room, a guy by the name of Charlie Sorensen, would eventually become vice president of the company. Um, was a master pattern maker and model maker. And the next day he would come in, come up with a, a piece of paper and a pencil and make a sketch of the part, go down to the experimental room downstairs and actually make a wood model of the part. Or if it was a casting, um, he might make a, a, a casting pattern because he was very familiar with that. 
send it out to a company, he might walk into the room the next night with a part in his hand. And so, like, when they're popping around to these other parts, is it still, like, uh, do, do the other people know, oh, he's working on the secret thing? Or is well, it just... I, yeah, they, I mean, everybody in the building knew that they were working on this new car. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't know when any they were of the details. In, of right, it. so... Yeah. When but when he was the down there, part, they might see the part. Right. Well, one of the other people, the, 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 the guy that ran the, uh, 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 the experimental uh, room, uh, C.J. Smith was also up here, so I mean, yeah, they had a good, good idea, but they didn't, they didn't know what the whole car was going to look like. They just saw various pieces of it. Right, that's yeah. crazy. So yep, and it was. I mean, there was a real. The Model T was an amazing car for its time, and because of the strength of the materials that he used um, and the design, the, the the design is absolutely brilliant especially with the suspension. Back then, most cars had buggy springs. There was a spring, on, a leaf spring on top and a leaf spring on the bottom, and they attached. Henry wanted to build a lightweight car, so he wanted to eliminate as many unnecessary parts as possible. Also, he grew up on a farm. He knew what those rural roads were like. Yeah. Okay. So this suspension system attaches here. Okay, one spring, you just eliminated three springs. So I make the, the car less expensive, make it lighter, and equally as strong. Not only that, because of the design of this, when this wheel hits a bump, instead of the force going straight up into the car to the driver or the passenger, this thing rotates around this point. So this, and, and the suspension, uh, or the, uh, the chassis, the engine, and everything is designed to be flexible. So that actually the whole car acts as a spring and absorbs the energy of the bumps. Yep. So it made the car extremely reliable. Now the engine was uh, 20 horsepower, which was pretty good for back then when they first started out. And it was a very reliable engine that Henry Ford did. One of the things, this is, uh, there are a number of features that, that put in it a monoblock where the, uh, uh, the crankcase and the cylinder blocks where the pistons run were all one casting. Prior to that, they were all like that engine over there. Mm -hmm. That's an early prototype. See that the way the uh, cylinder blocks, there's two different cylinder blocks. All the machining had to be done from the bottom. Very difficult to do. Yeah. Really limited things like the combustion chamber and valve sizes and locations, those kind of things. One of the things Henry Ford didn't hire a lot of degreed engineers. He did not like having degreed engineers because he felt they spent far too much time in college learning what couldn't be done. He didn't want people that knew that it couldn't be done. He wanted people that didn't know it couldn't be done and would go ahead and do it. Yep. Yeah. These two features, the, the, uh, the cast iron, the, the one piece, the monoblock, and the removable cylinder head, uh, which was necessary to, to, to make the monoblock work, were things that, that all the experts told him you couldn't do under and production volumes. <laughs> there were days when they made 10,000 engines. A day, that's crazy. Yeah, and that, that was around the country, that was around the country, but yeah. So those were the kinds of things that uh, uh, Ford did. I mean, it's amazing, and it all started, uh, it started here. Right here in this building. Yep. All right, great, I couldn't, I couldn't visit Detroit without coming here. Okay. Right? <laughs> yep. All right, thanks so much, Don. Oh, you're welcome. That was been okay. great. Johnson, come in here. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Johnson? Well, uh, right now... I'll I'm... tell you what I'm thinking about. Okay. The future of this company. Uh, I... Oh, this... What do you think of the automobile, Johnson? What do you think of? Well, I, I think it's, it's good. It's... I guess, I guess it works, but, but really you can't, you can't... In terms of loyalty, you can't beat a horse, you know? Exactly. That's what we're missing. I'm sorry, sir. I, I, don't, I don't think I understand correctly. Johnson, you an animal fan? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my wife, my wife uh, has a couple dogs. Uh, uh, we, we, we have a horse. and Good woman, her. I, I'm deeply, deeply troubled, sir. Johnson, I think we need an animal in every car. Okay. Uh, 
Well, yeah, uh, we, we could for, we could definitely make that happen. Are you looking for uh, standard equipment or maybe uh, having it available as an option? I didn't hire you to ask questions, Johnson. I hired you to come up with animal answers that aren't currently answered. We cut to stables. Yeah, we cowboys. How can we help you? <laughs> Tell him, Johnson. <laughs> um, you got? Do you do you have a, a section for stirrups? Huh? A section for stirrups. Yeah. We hang our stirrups right over chair in the barn. And mostly we wrangle cows, cattle. We're cowboys. Ask him what animals he has, Johnson. <laughs> I'm in the car. It's a pretty fancy uh, horseless carriage you got over there, fancy man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, I, that's actually why I'm here. We're, we're looking at uh, bringing the horse back into the, the carriage, but, but more as a, uh, that's a good looking one right there. Oh, this tiny one? Yeah. You know what? I mean, I was just about to shoot it because it's so tiny. Oh. I mean, we can't let the runts, you know, mate and make other runts because then just had tiny horses. And I mean, who want, no one wants tiny horses. I think I just had me an idea. Can you make them small on command? Um, I mean, I can... <laughs> round up a couple of the runts and make them have sex with well, each other. Well, I don't need to know the details. Okay, yeah, I, I get yes, or no. yes, I can. It okay. may, I mean, on command is a little loose term. It'll take some time. But, uh, yeah, I reckon we can make that happen. Johnson, hurry it up. I'm too late with the one second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boss, <laughs> how did it go, Johnson? Uh, well, it went great. I think I'm onto something here. Uh, he says he can make tiny horses on command. <sighs> Genius. But his words, not right away, but, you know, with some work. What sort of work is involved with that? I didn't ask for it. Well, I, he offered details. I made me really uncomfortable. Well, sort of an assembly line? How does this work? God. Let me uh, meet this man. Uh, okay. hey, oh, oh sorry. I... <laughs> I see you flashed the headlights. I figured that means you wanted me to come over. <laughs> it does now. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a fancy monocle you got there. Thanks, I have two. Oh. Look, I want to hear about this whole tiny horse production line you have going on. Oh, well, I was telling you, driver man here, it's not really a production line. I mean... We got this one tiny horse. Right, right. It was just born. It's a runt. Right. I was right. about to kill it. Sure, sure. Uh, so the best thing I can do for you is just sort of wait for the other ponies to come out. Mm-hmm. And if they make a horse somehow. I don't know quite follow. How okay, right. Well, I'm 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 getting to the nitty gritty now. Good, good. If one of those other horses has a runt, go on. Then if also it has to be. Uh, a male, because the one I was about to kill was a female. So, right. Then we lock them up in the pen. Okay. We hope mm-hmm. that they like each other. Right. And then they will procreate. Okay, that's where you lose me. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, relations, mm. they'll have relations. In, of the intimate kind. Miss. Mr. I Ford wink at you. I wink at you. No, that's what you that get... is. I couldn't see through these monocles. Yes, Johnson. It's what Mrs. Ford no longer allows you to do, sir. Hire Jews? Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, I think I think that's the new the new secret code to get into the new secret room. No way. Yeah. I wonder what they got. I wonder what they got going on in there. Oh, I heard that it's full of booze and cigarettes and candy. I heard it is full of horse parts. Oh. You guys talking about the secret room? Yeah. Oh, I heard a lot of stuff about it. Really? What did you hear? It's full of Belgiums. <gasps> yeah, a whole bunch of Patriot people from Belgium. Whoa. Whoa. What'd you hear, Scooter? Well, uh, I, I didn't... No, don't be scared. Oh, Go ahead. Come on, Scoot. Well, there's this chair in there, and Whoa. I, I heard Whoa. bad things happen when when it starts creaking. Whoa. Whoa, like a haunted chair? Yeah. 
Like it, it, like people go in there and they describe metal pieces to one another. Some poor bastard runs downstairs and then the chair starts creaking and he doesn't come back for a couple of days. Oh, it's like the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Or like a torture chamber. Yeah. The ghost of all the dead horses. Ooh. Everyone knows that a horse makes spare metal parts. Yeah. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Yeah. You can't just be loitering out here outside the secret Oh, no, we're, we're well, not Well, uh, we're waiting for our folks, mister. Yeah. What secret room? <sighs> uh, I, I heard you talking before I came out here. Uh, what? Cheese it! Run! Uh. You better run, your bucket! That was close. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Guys, I couldn't help but, but think that that was my fault on account of I can't whisper. <sighs> Scooter, don't blame yourself. I don't know. Scooter kind of was your fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. My, my adolescent laryngitis never quite cleared up. Look, we all have an issue. That's what bonded us together exactly. as friends. Well, yeah. Scooter can't whisper. and I'm a woman. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and, I, and I have one leg way longer than the other. <laughs> yeah, but even with the one leg, you still outran everybody else, so that's, that's impressive. Yeah. And I'm utterly without fault. Look, listen. We gotta figure out what's in that secret room somehow. How are we gonna get in there? Hey, what if, what if, uh, I sit on, on Scooter's shoulders and we put a big coat on and, uh... And a hat. A hat, yeah. That just might work. Well, well, well Radio, I'll... you've got that fake mustache, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, put it on him. Let's go. Well, how are we gonna get in? Oh, you dress up in, in sailor suits and you'll be our, our little boy. My little boy. Done and oh, done. Oh, oh, Had it on underneath this. Alright. Oh. <laughs> They're meeting again. Oh, oh. Uh, hello. Um, I am a man. Why did we put her oh. on top? You're choking me with your thighs. Oh, uh, that's actually, we, we've been expecting men. Uh, I, I'm a, a brave, strong man, and these are my little boys, Arnold and, uh, and... Clovis. Clovis. And Clovis. That's great. I love candy. Him one day. I love candy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, children are... Uh, children and women, obviously, oh, aren't allowed in the secret room. Women. So, um, we'll wait out here and play with hoop and stick. Okay. Uh, do you? Would you like me to take your trench coat? It's oh no, no, I'm, I'm certainly fine. I'm just a, a virile man who likes to wrap up in wool. My favorite. Uh, you keep describing my favorite type of man. Uh, Where have you been? Get in here. Uh, we'll be over here. Oh, yeah. Stick. Yeah. Hoop and stick. Uh, stick. Cut inside. Yes. Okay. Pardon me, I have a, a, a stomach ailment that. Uh, oh, hello. Who's this virile man? <laughs> what a gentleman. Oh, with a stomach ailment. You need scotch. Yeah, <laughs> scotch would fix it. Why, I, I, I love, I love scotch. Let me just pour a little bit of it in, into my coat. A little scotch on the tummy works well. That uh, does work well. It's right? like a true Harvard. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Scotch on the tummy. Scotch on the tummy. For your virility, I assume. Yeah, yeah. You're oh, a yeah. virile yeah. man, you yeah. appear to be. Man. Healthy mustache. Healthy. Oh, yeah. Look at that mustache. My goodness. Mustache wax. <laughs> oh, 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 anything less would be a sin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mustache wax, boy. Uh, here you go. Uh, go ahead. Uh, have uh, the ladies. She's oh, in your service. Oh, Use as much wax as you need. Wonderful. Oh, I'm just... I, I should should definitely wax this, but not in a, a mirror. I don't need a mirror. I know exactly where it is on my face. Oh, it's fucking like Drew Madden. Oh, yeah, I was scuffling away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ask if you can go to the bathroom. Uh... Pardon me, I've got to mm. empty the old cistern. I need to uh, empty the trough, if you know oh, what oh, I mean. Please. Of course, yes. please use this pot. Oh, oh no, I, I have a shy member. Uh, oh, uh, you, need, you need the privy? Yeah. Here, I the kid, Charles. Give her the key to the privy here. We keep it connected to this horse part. Just to make sure no one runs off with it. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, pardon me. 
It's it's a definite uh, emergency. Yes. Yeah, carry on. We'll carry just be on. here. We'll, just be in here. we'll be talking about women. Yes. I hate them, but enjoy them. Don't mm. you? I also yes. hate, but enjoy women. Yes, yes. I wish there was a way I could enjoy them more and hate them less, but I don't think that I don't is. think that's possible. I don't, I don't think it's possible, oh, no. no matter what. It's Cut like, back outside. <sighs> Scooter, what's up? What's happening? My shoulders have gotten completely numb, and I don't know what to do. Well, I'm sorry. Did you guys see anything cool in there? I don't know. There's a lot of smoke, and, and, and honestly, I, I, I there's barely anything leaking in through the, the gap between the buttons. I don't know. I tried to pour some scotch for you. I know it went right in my eye. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Well, we got to figure out what the mystery is. There's only so long we can play hoop and stick. Well, I'll, I'll take another another good look once we get in that secret room again. All right. All right. We'll be out here. Oh, oh boy, I really don't think this is helping my scoliosis. Come back oh. inside. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh there he is. There he is. Was that a fine uh, exhausting of the hose pipe? Oh. Oh, everything <laughs> come out okay? <laughs> Did you have to take the kids to the pool? <laughs> I certainly handled my snake. Like a, a true man would, with both hands. <laughs> well, well, now now that he's back and we're all here, we can. Oh, oh yes, yes. We can really get down to. Yes, get I, down to the series. I business. think we should talk about the part. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, real part. Yes. Make sure you pay attention. Uh, yes, I certainly. Yes, I certainly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now then. Now then. About this part. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I very important. Very important. I'm, very, I'm going to throw this out there. Mm -hmm. What if we made it? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And we, yes, we what should make if it. If we made it. We should yes. make the part. I'm just wondering if waiting for it to fall from the sky has cost us time. I, I would concur with you. You, sir. Oh, well. If it's got the vote of our good gentleman friend. I, strong opinion. We respect a strong opinion. Yes, yeah, strong I, opinion. Especially strong from opinion. someone who uses both hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> my goodness, yes, yes. Like pinch, like pinch, like pinch. Pardon me. I, I've got to... Uh, telephone my wife. No, uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Love them but hate them. Love, Love them but hate them. them. You can keep her waiting, <laughs> certainly. Yes, keep her waiting. Well, tell us more about how we should make this uh, part. Well, we uh, we we could uh, we could carve it Ooh, from oh. stone. Oh. Uh, oh. Let's throw out the pros and cons of that one. Pro. Oh I own a very large stone quarry. Yes, oh, that's that a great thing. I promise I did not plant this idea. <laughs> Are, this you sure? Are you sure? Sure? I promise you. I'll right, allow okay. it. <laughs> now the cons. Hmm. Stones are exceedingly heavy. Mm, yes, yes, they are. yes, yes, and yeah. this is a moving vehicle. Oh well, I just suggested it because my muscles are so big. I'll throw something in the opposite direction. Mm. What if we made it out of feathers? Dad, um, mom, mom says. Mom says she's sick and tired of stepping in horse shit, so uh, uh, you're gonna have to figure something else out for date night. I... So you're the in-between, huh? Well, she won't even talk to me anymore. I, it wasn't my first choice either, okay, Dad? But but someone's gotta keep this family going. All right. Rutger, Rutger, come here. Yes, Mama? Tell your father I won't put another foot out of this vehicle if there is one ounce of any kind of animal dung anywhere near it, Rutger, can you do that for Mother? Oh, Mama, do I have to? Yes, Rutger, you oh, do. Oh, nards. Papa. Yeah, I, I heard it, Rutger. Well, um, I don't know why you ran three feet, but look. Rutger, tell your mother there's no. nothing I can do about the wild livestock that runs rampant in our city. Rutger, tell your father I understand what he's saying and that doesn't make it any better. Rutger, tell your mother that no man would try as hard as I have to please her. 
Radgard, tell, tell your father, just because you open the barn door doesn't mean the animals are coming out to play. I, I don't Radgard, tell your mother I have no idea what that metaphor means. Why? Well, Radgard, tell him if he went down cellar every once in a while, he might know. God damn it, Beatrice! What's happened to us? We used to be in love. I found you so attractive, and now I can barely look at you. Right? Beatrice, I can only look at a mirror that has a reflection of you, otherwise I scream in horror. I really don't think it's healthy for me to live. Stay here, Rutger. Rutger, we need you here. You're our buffer. What happened? We used to scream and yell at each other, beat each other senseless, and then make love into the dawn. Oh. Well, oh, I boy. think it'll happen once we had the child. Yes, everything changed. Oh. Priorities shifted. My body has never been the same. Thank oh. you, Rutger. Nor mine. Thank you, Rutger. <sighs> There's just no time for you and I. <sighs> no, I just feel so drained in every sense of the word. It's like I'm emotionally numbed by the constant needing of the child. Oh, guys, I have a feeling all this stuff is really going to turn me into an alcoholic in 20 to 30 years. Oh, Rutger, you're going to be lucky if you make it that long. Yeah, Rutger, get us the bourbon. Oh. Would you, Beatrice, have a drink with me? Darling, it's like the old days. <laughs> yes, I know we can't turn back the clock, but maybe we could try. Oh, oh here's the bourbon, Papa. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, cheers, darling. Oh, thank you, darling. Ratik. <laughs> Rutger, darling. Yes, Mama? Go turn out the light. Oh, but stay boy. put. I, I really hope that they hurry up and invent this therapy thing I'm going to need for a lifetime. Mr. Ford. Yes. You hire me for my creative mind, yes, and you trust me. Well, I'd say so. I have an idea. Go on. For the name of our next vehicle. Next vehicle? Yes, we've had the I mean, Model what's A. Right? Yeah, the Model A. I don't see and where we've had the to... Model B. Uh, yeah, well, of course. That came to me in a dream. And <laughs> C and D and, and so on. How do you memorize those so easily? This yes. is going to be the most popular car that Ford motor company will ever create. All right, go on. What's the name? And it needs a name. And it is? It will stand the test of time. I'm waiting! The Model T. How do you get what now? Hmm? Huh? What are we I know, that? I know. What? No one would think of this. Have you gone foreign? What does that mean? It represents the next generation. Oh, goodness. Ford Motors. <sighs> Ezekiel, listen. Um, let's step through that history again. We started, of course, with the Model A. You know, yes. Naturally, yes. naturally. You have to of course. It. Came to me in a dream. Name the next one, Model B. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, as perusing through Greek translations, as I do, Model C. Indeed. And then, of course... And a great name. I thank you. I say, well, <laughs> thank Homer. But, and then, of course, I needed to name one after my dear niece, the Model D. Then, well, of course, there was that uh, team lottery, and <laughs> someone on the line won Model E, and, and of course, Model F, standing for my dear mother, Beatrice. But where does Model T fit into that? I'm not piecing it together. Cut to home. Did you do it? Did you make him do it? I, I tried. Did I, you? I think... Ezekiel? I think that... I think that he's into it. He's thinking about it. I just want... Papa, we're starving. I... Listen to your children. You hear that? I know. It's... He hired me... I deserve it. I deserve it. Hired me, and and I think he likes it. He's got to drink his bourbon and, and think on it, and, and... That's not what you promised me. That's not what you promised me. You promised me Tina? I'm going to get you that tea. Didn't he, Bobby? Yeah, I'm still very hungry. See? Scott, <laughs> come mom. back to the office. Uh, a woman, is it? <laughs> oh, Ezekiel. Why didn't you just come out and say so? I... I, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I understand. I Women! Mean, a man <laughs> taking instruction from a woman? It's <laughs> unthinkable! Ezekiel, and I'm, And I, of course, I'm ashamed. No, no, there is nothing to be ashamed of. As men, we, we love women. We do, but we, we love them. We, and we, we hate them. We hate them very yes. much. Women, you can't live with them. And it is still illegal to kill them. 
Yes. Yes. No, Ezekiel, I, I applaud you for that moment of vulnerability. Please don't ever do it again, but I applaud you for it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Model Tina. Model Tina. Model Tina. Model Tina. Would your wife change her name? I think so. Okay. Here's what I'm going to throw to you. Portia. I like it. Cut to her house. What? <laughs> yes, Portia. It's uh, exotic. And I, I'm, I'm already aroused by the thought of you We're as right Portia. here. <laughs> Bobby, go put your nose in the car. <laughs> Hopefully we can buy a bigger house once this deal goes through. I don't know why you're not being paid more. I'm three feet away. You are, you're the top engineer there. Your son should not be starving. Well, I'm actually marketing, and we don't get paid a whole lot. So, it's, uh, but he's going to take the name that I sort of, he came up with, Portia. And it'll be named after you because you're going to change your name to Portia. I'm not, the more you say it, the more I like it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, it's, it's. It's really wearing on me. Cut back to the office. So, what'd she say? It's officially Portia now. Oh, lucky man. Yes, <laughs> we made love all night long. Tell me in no detail whatsoever. Well? I think you just did, really. Yes, yes. Yeah. all right, good, good. Are you a bourbon man? Is it... Of course, <laughs> what man isn't a bourbon man? <laughs> all right. I suppose those that like scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever... Oh, hold on one second. Yeah, yes, come in. Mr. Ford, my wife would like me to ask you to name a car after her. Her first name's Jeep. Excuse me, can one of you gentlemen help me? I am here to purchase an automobile. Hold on there, hold on there. Hold on there. Absolutely. Okay, hold on there. Let us just ask you this. Yes. Where's your husband at? <laughs> Is your daddy around here somewhere? <laughs> Maybe there's a firefighter that can... Uh, you know. An authority figure. Yeah, yeah, you know. What? Someone that can sign the papers for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pay for it. Yeah. And drive it home. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I have a purse full of money because I have a job of all my own. I don't need a husband. All right, you guys just want to take care of this? Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I, I need to go to my office real quick. You okay, guys want to take, uh, you guys, uh, okay, damn it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, honey, what's your name? Well, it's not honey, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, well, strike one. <laughs> hey, hey, so, uh, purse full of money. Purse full of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's well, my bank book. It was it was easier to speak in a metaphor. Well, I, 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 I suppose her bank book's as good as any other bank book. Uh, yeah, vacuum cleaner store. Alright, hey fellas. Uh, Rory called me, said there was a woman here with a purse full of money. Figured she robbed somebody. Oh yeah. Well, me. No, no. I, 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 I think it was. Uh, came was down a, here as soon as I could. Officer Jerry, I think it was a metaphor. Yeah. I think it was a metaphor. Yeah. Apparently, that's what we've been told. <laughs> Ma'am. Uh, yes. You're the one was, they're talking about? Uh, yes. I have a bank book with deposits in it from my job. Mm -hmm. I work at a local department store doing advertising copy. Woo. <laughs> I've heard them all now. I don't know what to do here, Jerry. I don't know. I, don't I mean, well, you tell people you have a purse full of money, they're going to think you have a purse full of money, and uh, then... <laughs> Well, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Couch boy here wants to say something. Well, 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 I, don't, oh. I don't know, you guys. I mean, we've been doing this for 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 so long. I mean, maybe 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 it's time we cut the whole the whole shtick. You know, you see, this is why we don't usually hire a college student. Can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Just a breath. I know we're only three feet away, and they might hear this, but you can. I can hear everything. Yes. Maybe you shouldn't go. Hog wild with the wild talk. Well, I just, I, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, uh, she seems like a nice lady, and 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 uh, she, she says she's got money, and we're in the business of selling cars, and 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 quite frankly, I, uh, you know, college. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, Stephen? I was, was Mr. Francis. I was in the war. I, yeah? Let's go back. And, uh, yeah, this all checks out. Thank you so much uh, for letting me look through your purse. Yeah, so, fellas, this is all, this is legit. I mean, <laughs> she's got a job over with me. Officer yeah. Jerry, can, uh-huh. I, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Look, I know we're three feet away, and they <sighs> probably can hear us. Well, I'm, I'm a police can. officer, so yeah. they respect that. Yeah, so. sure. Mm-hmm. No. Are you on the take? Is that what's happening here? You can level been around you the whole time. I don't you know, know I'm on the take. Well, I mean specifically to this woman. Oh, um, well, no. Wow. Yeah, uh, I excuse know. me. Can I can I talk to you hmm? in private? Who? Oh, uh, hold on. Wait. Yeah. Excuse me. There we go. Okay. Are you insinuating something is happening between me and this police officer who oh, I've never you, seen before? You both ran life? over right to me. I'm an elite. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is a very tiny dealership. Look. I just think it's unusual for a woman to have a job that isn't babysitting or, or I don't know, wifing or... Uh, well, how uh, else am I supposed to pay the rent in my apartment? Well, I don't know. Get your husband to do it, I guess. I don't but I don't want a husband. I'd like to buy a car so I can go traveling. Could you excuse me for one second? I just need to process this. Fine. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, ma'am, can I interest you in a cup of coffee? Uh, you can interest me in a car. I, I'm doing the best I can. I, you, you gotta see what I'm working with here. I, I do. How about you and I <laughs> sing, like handle a transaction? I will write you a check from my bank book uh-huh. with my wages uh-huh. that I earned at my job. Uh-huh. And you let me drive off in one of these wonderful cars. Boy, I've been waiting for years. Quick question, quick question here. Your own job, unmarried. Yes. Hold on one sec. <laughs> that was, I was say, is, that would be my first sale. I would, I, that would be, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Excellent. Yeah, our, we're here from uh, the mental institution. Officer Jerry called us in, <laughs> said somebody needed a straight, oh, this guy. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll take him in there. Let's, uh, let's grab him, Charlie. You'll never there catch he. me. Oh, he's gone. Okay, well, uh, that'll be $895. Oh, let me write you a check. He's just running in a circle around the building. He is insane. I want to just wait for him to get tired, I think. Yeah. I could go pick him up in the car. That would be kind, and and kind of a really important lesson for us all, I think. (laughs) All right, that's been our show. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening. All right, uh, Bobby, what did you learn today from Don's story? I learned that uh, women shouldn't drive, and that uh, um, cars are made out of wood at one point. Yeah. Uh, What do you have to plug? Got any shows or anything coming up? I don't have anything to plug. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? Twitter, social media, anything like that? Um, I'm Bob in the Net on Twitter. Uh, it's super boring, though. I just plug like, computer stuff. Oh, no, no improv shows or anything? No, nope, not at this time. <laughs> coming up, though. Keep an eye out. All right. <laughs> Mike, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned that uh, even though this all happened in the 1920s, it still makes me deeply uncomfortable. To, 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 yeah, anywho. As it should. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. And as far as things to plug, uh, go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Uh, there's shows rotating through all the time, and uh, come on down. Have yeah. Some fun. It's great. All right. Chris, uh, what did you learn today? I learned, uh, and I inferred this, I, I could be incorrect, that the uh, letter modeled cars before a Model T were not just prototypes. I assume they were actually made. And yeah, I didn't know that. Me, I me too. I thought they like skipped yeah. from B to T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think B yeah. is that the yeah yeah yeah. So uh, yeah, that was fascinating. Crazy. Yeah. What do you have to plug? Uh, uh, I also work at Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale. Uh, I'm in a group called Human Amusements. I'll just say that. All right, yeah. check it out. Do, is there? Do they have a Twitter or anything? The yes, group? it should just be uh, Human Amusements. All right, yeah. check it out. All right, uh, Michelle, Hi. what did you learn today? Oh, I learned that Henry Ford started Cadillac inadvertently 
That's crazy. I did not. I didn't know, know, I didn't know yeah, that either. When he, I was expecting the reveal to be that it was GM or like mm-hmm. Christ or like you know yeah. one of those other old Buick even, yeah. not Cadillac. I wasn't no, expecting that. Was, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you have to plug? Uh, catch me in uh, there's a an improvised romantic comedy called Date Night, uh, twice monthly a go comedy improv theater in Ferndale, Michigan, uh, and I also appear in the Pandemonium and the All Star Showdown. That sounds. Great. Uh, I would love to see a date night show. <laughs> that sounds, it's a great show. Yeah, it sounds great. For sure. um, gosh, what did I learn today? Uh, did that, yeah, that everything started there in that Piquette Avenue. Uh, <laughs> little, that's a weird little uh, building in a weird little part of town. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it was great. I mean, everything, I... I all the the only things that I knew were like the general stuff. So all those specifics were very interesting, and he talked about it just a little bit. Uh, I think right at the beginning, you can hear on the clip, they have kits where it's like here's a Model T, but here's the uh, tractor kit where you can take the back wheels off, put big uh, tractor wheels on the back. Oh. Here's the snowmobile kit. Oh, take off okay. the front wheels, put two skis. Take. Uh, yeah. Take off the back and put like a tank tread. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, that was, I think it only caught a little bit of that. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Um, and what do I have to plug? Uh, Buzzard Hollow Beef. Uh, it's still doing the f- festival circuit. It's a neat little horror movie that I'm in. And uh, you should check it out. And I'm gonna, there's going to be actually some news of a release date very soon. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. History Made Up on Instagram, at History Made Up on Twitter, HistoryMadeUp.com is the website. Uh, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Bye-bye.